Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's your old friends of Monday Madness. Welcome back to the Jellyfield Donuts podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 23, folks, and we're into the spooky part of the show. Ooh. And we are not ours keeping this until fucking Halloween. Um, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> No, a chance. Yeah. We've been waiting long enough to do this podcast. Let's get it done. We need to um, hold on to this episode and like just drop it in Halloween. <laughs> we'll do a sp- we'll do a special one. We all sound like Vincent Price. Yes. Oh, so look, I'll do Vincent Price. You can do Tim Curry and uh, and, and James can like pick like. The I was most... going for Stan, but uh, Stan. Well, there's nothing spookier than a used used ship salesman. Yeah. From a pirate game. Um, but yes, we could we could work something out. Um, Have a dramatic reading of uh, Burkbot's Pokemon book. You <laughs> <laughs> could do that as well, in fairness. Yeah, yeah it could work. I can find it. You can find it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this next episode is called The Tower of Terror, or as people in Northern Ireland would say, The Tower of Terror. There you go. <laughs> Try and make a fucking caption out of that, Google <laughs> Translate. Um, so, narrator, uh, actually, I do want to see that on the video version. Yeah. It'll just say, like, The Tower of Terror. <laughs> or like the inc- T-A-R of T-A-R yes Tara Tara and so the narrator uh, recaps the previous episode regarding Ash's forfeits uh, forfeiting Sabrina's challenge the mysterious bearded man who saved them all from the dollhouse and had her next task is to catch a old Pokemon to stand the chance in the rematch because according to this cartoon only ghosts can defeat psychics they don't play around play yes this is very true although in fairness I can kind of see where they're coming from because like, if your two choices are ghosts or, like, uh, bugs to take on psychics, mm-hmm. it's not a great choice. Well, but especially since you just let your bug go. Exactly, yeah. But your bug didn't learn anything bug-oriented to begin with. Yeah. So, you're a shit trainer. Yes. Well, shit programming, to be fair. It was shit programming because they fucked up. The typing. The typing. Yes. In, in first gen. Let, let's explain this, right? So, obviously, the psychic type is very strong as it is, right? So, when they're doing the, t- the weaknesses, there's a few that are very obvious, like the fire, like weak to water, rock, ground, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Water, grass, the same way. So, psychic was more the more, obs- in that term sense, an obscure one because. It's what are people afraid of? Yes. So, people are afraid of bones. People are afraid of ghosts. ghosts. People are afraid of the dark. Hence why they have the dark type in Generation 2. The reason they did that was because the psychics were so powerful in Generation 1. Massively. No, and they, they programmed it wrong. It was supposed to be that psychics were good. Sorry, psychics were weak to ghosts. Yes. But instead, they didn't program that. And since Gatsby is the only ghost line and is also part poison. Poison. That's the difference, yeah. All ghosts are weak to psychics. Exactly. So this this is kind of like a, such a redundant episode in a sense. Because it's part part poison, it counts as super effective. Because the way the programming was done back then, for example, like if Charizard being a fire flying was hit with a nice type attack, it was yeah. still super effective, yeah. even though it should have cancelled out. Very strange. It's just the way the programming was. But either way, like there are two ways of, of beating psychics at the time, ghosts and bugs. Much to the point, where you do need actual attacks to mm-hmm. defeat these uh psychics and for ghosts there's only one move that does tangible damage which is lick the other is nightshade and that's fixed damage yep. so it's not a super effective move yep but for bugs you have a choice of leech life oh <laughs> you've got pin missile Whoa. or twin needle Whoa. oh watch out lads watch out psychics here we come we're gonna stab you and it's such a bad or thing twice yes <laughs> twice when the best user of pin missile isn't the bug type it's Jolteon it's Jolteon yeah like genuinely that is one of the reasons why I had it as a when we were doing the Poke Madness series yeah I actively didn't use Alakazam because I wanted to keep it for, for later gens that was a wrong answer 
But I kept Jolteon because, eh, you know, you'll get the speed advantage and have him missile. I might be able to take out an Al- Alakazam. Yeah. And that was the logic. Didn't work out, obviously, but yeah. that was the idea. Um, but yeah, like, it, that literally, if that's the case, if the strongest Bug-type user is an electric dog, that should tell you, <laughs> that should tell you how bad that, that type was in Generation 1. And it took a long time for that to improve. Are there any good ones? Nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. They did Unibug, uh, which was Gen 5, and yeah. they put out a, a load, 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 load of both types. Yes. Um, including Scalopede, which gets faster every turn. Yes. Or Volcarona, which is an actual fire bug. Oh, I think I know that one. Yes. Yeah. So that, that, that's the, they're like the strong ones. They were ones that actually, okay, here's some strong bugs. Yeah. And you have to work with these to make them work. But yeah. Uh, I did the same with Ghost, incidentally. So everyone, like from Generation 4 and 5, every type starts getting love. In a sense, um, so yeah. Uh, after the catch up, then the woods, the team are walking in, start getting foggy, which is no good according yeah. to Ash. And um, they have to make sure they don't get separated. Uh, Missy's uh, cold feet start developing, suggesting they don't need to catch up with ghost type uh, at all, which is fair, actually fair point. Yeah. If you didn't get leave the gym away. If the, if, if, the, if, the gym, if you did the gym leaders in the right sequence, probably wouldn't have to do this. I mean, fair, that would be a really brief shot for them to do, just like. Okay, let's put a pin in Sabrina and come back to her. And then do, do, do the other two. Like, yeah, they could have, in fairness. There's an argument there. Um, but Brock, Brock is uh, prevailing here with his brave attitude, saying, suggesting they hold hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't get separated, of course. Yeah, Not yeah. because he's clingy. I mean, I wouldn't know what that's like having a clingy uh, person or animal nearby. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ash and Misty grab hands, but Brock is lagging behind. He asks where they are as the fog gets thicker. Um, I, you, you'll notice by the way that the animators get a little bit lazy with this with some of these visuals where like they'll keep the background the same colour and brightness yeah. but they'll darken the character they'll shade the characters yeah. to show you oh it's foggy oh it's dark whatever it is yeah. and then they get away with that it's, it's, it's easier to do a whole background basically and so this is a case here where they start getting looking like lighter and paler because they're covered in fog themselves yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Brock thinks he's seen Ash's hand grabs it but it's actually Pikachu's tail and naturally, Brock gets uh, shot for his sins by Pikachu. That also then scares Misty. Misty then scolds Brock for spooking her, and Ash suddenly starts talking in a deep voice, uh, oh. saying that Misty has scared him. And Ash says he's feeling like a ghost himself, and he's wearing a skull mask. Yeah. Uh, a comedy skull mask from fucking Scooby Doo, apparently. So, uh, all we're, like, already, the game was kind of set, or the show was setting out a stall that this is a bit of a comedy episode. Yeah. You know? Uh, so well, they've had the creepy doll that's putting people in a dollhouse yes you know that is probably for a kids show that's probably enough of that for now yeah yeah so let's Let, you know. we've, we've, we've made enough nightmares let's, let's now go hunting ghosts yeah yeah, yeah. The, win, the whimsical type obviously um, let's also pretend that they're all dead um, so obviously this terrifies Brock and Misty but he says sorry it was supposed to be a test if they're going to uh, catch ghosts they need to be able to conquer fear it's the only way they'll become great Pokemon trainers he says to two gym leaders. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then we, we see very angry um, Misty and Brock uh, looming over Ash here for his uh, bullet for his fucking like Brendan Rogers three envelopes fucking <laughs> bullshit. And um, so uh, <laughs> Pikachu then shocks Ash for a stunt as well, which is which is a fair point. Yeah. Uh, Misty says they have to be uh, they have enough to be scared of than his bone headed schemes. But uh. Tish, where's me out when you need him? Ash agrees then to leave the masks for next year's Halloween, which uh, prefer would, this would have been kind of going around, going around at, this, at this time, wouldn't it? Yeah, initially, yeah. yeah. So yeah, makes sense. So then we get a title screen at that point. Uh, the trees clear, and we see a somber-looking, foggy lavender town. 
Um, Lavender Town, I, I don't think we come back to in the in the no. show, don't we? Just it's such a shame. It is such. It's my favorite town in the game. I love the music. Yes. I love the lore. Is, yeah. is this the right time to talk about Lavender Town in the game? I think it is. I'd I mean, say so. Yeah. yeah. So, Lavender Town. If you haven't heard the music, um, is there's quite a lot to go with. So. The music is very infamous. I might actually play a sample of it uh, as we're talking because it makes sense too. Yeah. But there is a bit of a story behind the music. Um, if you're playing the game as you would have done in the Western world, it sounds very spooky and creepy and all this sort of stuff. But the Japanese version is a lot different. Um, and I'm not going to play it over that because some people might be upset, might be uh, um, disturbed by it. Because the Labyrinth music uses what's called binaural beats. And what that is essentially from two different sides, because again, you would have had a, you had the chance of a headphone jack in, uh, in, in Game Boys, yeah. so you've been able to listen through them. And essentially, what binaural beats are is that the music is different. There's a, a sinusoidal beat in each side, so it's left and right, and they, they overlap, they clash basically. So when you're hearing like a, a peak in one, you're hearing a dip in the other, and uh, there's like a, a loop basically in the Lavender Town music that uses those binaural beats. And supposedly, the urban legend goes that a lot of kids got very ill, like actually nausea from nah, it. Was an urban legend, it was an urban legend, but it does, but binaural beats will do, can cause nausea if you're listening to them because your brain is trying to like comprehend the two at the same time, and that can cause nausea as well. But the urban legend was that the lavender town music in Japan caused a lot of children to get sick, like violently ill, and that's how they changed it, why they changed the music. Rather than the case of like the binaural beats were wrecking people's heads and yeah. they just changed it. But it's a nice little urban legend to have around Pokemon, and it adds to the whole like mythos of Lavender Town being the creepy, like spooky, scary like town basically. And a lot of other stuff about Lavender Town. Just just go up to Google, and everyone has a fucking Lavender Town fan fiction at this stage. Yeah. Because it is it's the ghost area. Yeah. It's where people go to die, and it's a very fucked up place to be fair. Because like even in the game, there's people going like uh, someone's asking, going, "Oh, do you believe in ghosts?" And you go, "No." It's like, "Oh, what would that hand on your shoulder?" And like there's nothing else about it, you know. So, did you ever watch the Pokemon Pokemon Origins? Yes. So, it was like four episodes long, put out for like the 20th anniversary. I do remember that, yeah. Games. And episode three, I think, was um, the Lavender Town episode. Yes. It sounded a bit about uh, Mr. Fuji as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, they had that exact scene in mm. it where like, oh, do you believe in ghosts? And you, there was a slight shadow over red right shoulder. Yes. On that, I found that very good, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, like I said, like in the town, they do kind of really ham, ham it up in fairness. Because, like, there's a Pokemon Terror you have to get to the top of, but there's a ghost blocking your way. And the only way to clear the ghost is to, is to find a silk skull that identifies the ghost as uh, Marowak, which is Cubone's mother. And the Cubone is in the fucking is in the in the in the town as well. Yeah, so it's really fucked up in that sense. And all the all the people in the Pokemon Town are all possessed by ghosts, and they're all going like, "Give me blood," and all this very morbid stuff. Um, so it's really it, it's it's cool now, but as a kid, it's mental and settling. But everyone's probably really going, "This is fucking awesome!" <laughs> so you could have skipped that ghost if you uh, had a poker doll to throw at. Yeah. 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 So it took me, you, yeah. Can, you didn't have to beat Rocket Game Corner. At no, all. not at all. Just skip that yeah. It's off. such a game breaker as well, yeah. in a sense. Yeah. It's a funny one, but anyway, uh, that is Lavender Town. Um, very underused in this uh, in this series, as we said, and they kind of like they kind of as it were with the likes of Pokemon Origins and the. Uh, like the new kind of gold cartoon, they try and they try and remedy that a little bit by going like, oh shit, here's Lavender Town. Let's go back to to see why people were traumatized as children, mm-hmm. you know. And it was clearly just about a piece of music, but by it was, beats. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It's a creepy town anyway. It is a creepy town, yeah. That's that's the whole point. 
Um, but yeah, that's but then by, by Gen 2, whenever you show up there, it's just a modern town. It, yeah, they've replaced the... the, the, no, the they, took, they took down the cemetery and put up a radio tower instead. Yes, which is such a weird thing to do. Like, yeah. okay, granted, like, okay, so the Pokemon Tower is a massive graveyard of dead Pokemon and dead humans, right? It's full of people who are possessed by ghosts of dead Pokemon. Two years later, let's scrap that shit. Get rid of the, get all the dead out here. Dig up all the graves. We're putting in a radio station, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yep. Fuck the audience. People need to hear Professor Rogue's ramblings. <laughs> like fucking, he's a fucking Joe Rogan of the Pokemon universe, apparently. <laughs> let's let's just smash up a fucking graveyard to get him, give, give him a show. So, uh, see so yeah. if if the opportunity for um, this series mm. was ever said, like we can make the series. Yes. But you're gonna have to dig up a graveyard first. <laughs> Ooh, well, when you weigh the positives and negatives around, you know. Um, so, yeah, they, um, Ash is very relieved that they get out here before dark. And as we, the next show we see is then in the dark at the uh, tower with this kind of like weird like facade, like a kind of like a horned face. Yeah. Bit of a clue for who's inside here. And um, some kind of glare and eyes. Missy Remarkin always looks dark around this place, which probably excuses why there was a bit of a time difference between, whatever and ever. And um, Brock says, it's the ghost tower where ghost Pokemon hang out. And they stand in the door with the figure of a monster around it. Again, looks a bit like a ghost Pokemon we'll see momentarily. Um, Ash nervously likes what they've done with the place. And the decor and the gothicness and all this shit. And the Korean doll child would suit this place real well. Well, apparently it wouldn't if you're going by typings. I mean, I do think it looks more like a Gigantamax Gengar. It does now. I think I like to think now they kind of like would have uh, got it from that in mm. the sense where like, yeah, that's where... It's a very, it would be a very obscure reference now, but you can see where they would have, yeah. for, the, for that form, yeah, you would have, uh, you would have got it there. But uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, so yeah, uh, he, uh, <laughs> obviously we're looking to the side, but Missy and Brock say, Ash should show good he, how good he is and head inside. So they, they work back the comedy setting from murder on, saying, oh, well, Ash was so uh, brave and, and good at, at buying a mask. How about you go in and actually fight the ghost yourself, barehanded? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ash goes, oh, no, remember you were, you were going to help me catch the ghost? It was just a test. Anyone? Why are you running away? Um, and yeah, Missy doesn't recall that promise. Brock reminds him that he needs, to sh- he needs to know how to deal with fear, which is why we're staying out here and you're going in. Yep. Because we're gym leaders and we're really responsible. To be fair, they don't need to catch ghost Pokemon either. They pick their types. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They're rock and water. They're done. They're covered. You don't yeah. get scared of them. You know? Uh, Ash is obviously bullheaded. Also, about. they're not trying to be the gym. That's true. They, they're settled. They're happy yeah. with their leash. Yeah, exactly. Um, they already had their Pokemon challenges years ago. They, yeah. they got their spot. It's fine. Um, he says he won't let them stop. He won't let them, being Brock and Misty, stop him from capturing a ghost Pokemon and becoming a master. He looks at Pikachu for encouragement, but he's turned over and gone to sleep in the makeshift bed on the ground. I like that Pikachu brought this bed with him, just in case. I like how he's angry napping as well. It's like, oh, don't put me into this. Yeah. Like, you know, that's an angry nap. I, I've never have had an angry nap before. Oh. Like you're you're an expert in this, so yeah. ta- talk me through the, the process here because I've seen you angry nap before on the channel. Yeah, like literally on the channel. Yes. Um, it's just a case of like it's just boiling over, boiling over, and then rather than actually you know tipping point, you just calm it all back down and angry nap, and then you wake up, you've got all that angry energy, but you're more calm and relaxed, so you can focus that anger onto a more suitable outlet. So it's more like a defense mechanism against something annoying. Basically, your body shuts down. Focus energy. Okay, right. Your body shuts down, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you just go, nope. Yeah. Okay, And then when you awaken, you're like, ready to go. And definitely not narcolepsy. No. That you know of. Not that I know. It's not been diagnosed. Okay. Right. 
Anyway, so Ash isn't happy, but agrees with Pikachu that he should try this in the morning, and he pops into his own sleeping bag and tells the other two to wake him up in the morning. Missy does so immediately with a gong that rattles the two of them out of their beds, um, and Ash still kind of like pleading his case, saying he might be a bit braver in the morning when it's bright out. Um, but yeah, it's not going to work. And um, watching all this happen from a terror are Team Rocket. And um, not sure how they were able to overtake um, Ash and Misty and Brock uh, in the way to Lavender Town, but I guess they found someone to cure them of their freezing uh, issue, mm-hmm. or maybe just like they got the main guy. Yeah, they went and hung out with him for a bit. So you want me to unfreeze you? <laughs> Missy got her name to Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is that from the book, was it? That's a reference to the book. There's oh. an error in the novelization of this yeah. episode where Misty's name is Mindy. Mindy. So he oh. went to the name... That's in Lavender Town, isn't it? The name changer guy? Yes. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. That's where... She went off, came Mindy, like, oh, no, I actually don't like Mindy. I'll go back. I'm going to switch to Misty, yeah. So that's where they're hanging out. <laughs> I love that. Um, so look out... They look there... Team Rock themselves are looking out from the tower. And pleased that they can make it to Lavender Town, as in the main characters. James says he's no psychic, but sees great things in his future. Uh, he's no psychic. Yes. And uh, Meowth says Pikachu is in the bag, because he was in the sleeping bag. Yeah, Meowth's starting to get a bit bad at this stage. Because <laughs> uh, they're, they're getting a bit weak, lads. Come on. That one didn't hit. Didn't, didn't hit. No. They, they, they think they should get started, and James runs from the window into the room they're in, but the floor collapses, and he falls to the floor below. So this is a very dilapidated, abandoned tower at this point. Rooms galore. Jesse checks on him as Meowth says the, broke, the floor broke his fall. And that's not how it works, Meowth, but thanks yeah. for playing. Um, Jesse replying... Well, he could have fallen further. He could have fallen... Well, do you know what? That's one way of looking at it. it. That's a very optimistic view of like, well, you still died, but it could have died worse. You know? <laughs> and he, could I, have fallen for twice as long. You could have left more of a mess. Yeah. Um, so, Jesse uh, replying the saying that these old places can be so dangerous. And as he said, as she says that, a closet opens and Meowth um, sees it opening. We actually see it from the point of view of the closet. Uh, a face emerges from it and it's ghastly which, yeah, we, yeah. which we've seen before on the show uh, but this time we've seen it in its natural habitat in a haunted house um, it floats over it yawns and uh, that uh, scream that makes uh, Meowth scream in fear uh, Jesse chastises Meowth for bad manners and leaving its mouth open because it's like spooked obviously but Meowth insists Jesse looks behind her the ghastly is looming in shot as she, he's saying this uh, and as she turns around it vanishes because, oh, aren't they just such little tricks oh, yeah. those ghosts? It's um, funny, get it? It is funny. Oh. It's hilarious. Ghosts are funny, lads, right? I mean, no one gets any funnier when they're dead. But ghosts do. It's true. Um, the Ghastly then appears again in between Jesse and Meowth. Uh, Ghastly is mimicking Jesse as she's saying, don't tell me you're seeing things again. And Meowth just scarpers and she tends to get away. Ghosts scratch the Ghastly, but gets Jesse's face instead. It's a normal type attack. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> you idiot. You fool! Uh, if only he knew like some uh, good TMs like surf. I mean, he wouldn't have the problem. <laughs> cats can surf, right? Uh, Google can cats surf. Can cats swim? Cats no. They probably can, but they hate it. They hate the notion of it. They just rather drown. Yeah, if you actually caught to be given the choice, it's like fuck it. <laughs> Jesse hits the roof, calling a uh, male a mangy alley cat that's ruined her beautiful face. Yeah, okay. So it takes out a massive comedy hammer. I don't know where she had this from. Mm-hmm. She clearly just had the sledgehammer from the last episode. Yeah. And uh, it's reused that like, like I spent ages drawing that animation of a sledgehammer. Yes. It's reused. I will, I will use the sledgehammer if it's the last thing I'll do. <laughs> uh, and uh, Meowth gets smacked across the room. Ricochets all over like a fucking pinball. Yeah. Bit of a hat tip to Pokemon pinball probably out soon at this point. 
and uh, and uh, falls down the hole where James is, where Meowth mumbles it was just a scratch, as if that makes it any better. So Jessie then mourns over her pretty face as Ghastly sneaks behind her. So she's still looking, but you can kind of see the gas like float around her. And then as she keeps looking, the Ghastly appears in the mirror and spooks her as well. She then gets startled and falls down the hole on top of James and Meowth. So again, comedy silence of Team Rocket here, folks. Very much a slapstick theme to this episode. And um, James then agrees with James that this place is very dangerous. And she says, thanks for breaking her fall. But then she says that, the floor gives way and they tumble down again. <laughs> like I said, the floor broke the fall the first time. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, so yeah, back outside then, um, everyone's kind of been hearing the, the cries and wails of Team Rocket here. And saying, this place must be horrible. And then a very weird look into Brock Psychology here going, maybe there's a torture chamber inside. Yeah. And now we know a lot about Brock here. Um, Brock, back inside, Team Rocket appeared to have landed at the bottom. Jesse then gives me out the slack for no adequate reason. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like just animal abuse. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> smoking. <laughs> abuse. Yes. Um, Jesse then says it must be a nightmare. Uh, this must be a nightmare as they get back up. Meowth now has two bumps in his head, which I found funny. And Gassy then appears again and spooks them all all over again, and they just basically faint out of uh, out of pure um, fear. Back outside, again, they're hearing the same wails, but Brock going, hmm, I heard a different voice this time, because Gassy had went, yeah. so he could hear it this time. Like, uh, oh, that sounds like that woman that I was in love with up at the lighthouse. <laughs> if it was the same Gassy, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> it's the ability to talk. Hello, yeah, no, I'm playing a role this time. It's very close to home, I'm now just a normal ghost. I'm playing one of these things called a Pokemon. Have you ever heard of them? They're all the rage these days. I don't know, just a bad... Character as a Pokemon. Yeah, it's quite. I'm an artist, you see. Um, so yeah, and then Ash then kind of picks up on what the, the he thinks he sound her Team Rocket here as uh, as well. Then so, um, again they all think well maybe we should go inside to see what's going on. And Missy goes yeah I think I should go first. And they all start shoving him towards the tower. Again Ash was the brave was supposed to be the brave boy. Yeah. And uh, he is indeed the one to open the door, although albeit very um, reluctantly. And he asks if anyone's home. Misty, knowing how dark it is, uh, door closes behind them, and now it's pitch dark. And this is what I was talking about about the the animation here. The background has not changed. It's still like bright floorboards and bright surroundings, but they just like blacked out the characters, so yeah. they're in pitch black. And it's just like, oh, that's just cheap doing it. And um, Ashley brings out Charmander, who spits out a massive stream of fire to light the place up. Gets tired and stops. And um, Misty then says they should come back tomorrow when it's brighter. But Ashton reminds her that ghosts don't come out during the day. So why did he want to wait until the morning? Egg fucking exactly. Um, gentlemen, I found the plot hole. Let's <laughs> all write to the writers right now to get this fixed. <laughs> so Brock, Brock appears then with a candlestick and, and Ash tells Charmander to light the candle. Spout of fire lights the candle and Brock himself, who scolds Charmander for it. Slapstick. Yep. Uh, Pikachu applauds, finding it hilarious because Pikachu just loves pe- seeing people suffer. Yeah. Uh, Brock leads the way as Misty sees the hole in the floor. They stop walking when they uh, see people laughing around them. Uh, Misty wonders where they're coming from. And uh, actually, we do find out where they're coming from. It's from a TV. We see two people at a bus stop. And it's kind of real kind of like um, itchy and scratchy stuff. Yeah. You know, like real kind of like, oh, I found the wallet. And the other person falls over. And watching all this play out are Haunter and Gengar. Two other ghosts. Oh, sorry. The three only ghosts yeah. in the Pokemon at this point. They got snacks. They got drinks to go, and um, they're having a great laugh at all this. There's plenty of slapstick, slapstick on screen. More laughter from the two. Gassy appears through the wall, and they all start laughing even more. 
uh, the three ending kind of we're like almost like like copying the team rocket slash protagonist pose they have their own group photo yeah. mm-hmm. you know maybe they're watching like dragon ball z they're doing the fucking genji uh, group or something i don't know Genji Force. Genji Force, that's the one, yeah. Just like... Gengar Force. Gengar Force, there we go. Change of roots. <laughs> that's where the Genjis are all killed off and they become Pokemon. That's how it works. Or this was a predecessor team of Team Rocket. Yes, that's it. They're the, they're the ancestors. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's, why they, that's why they did the uh, motto in, uh, in old EOV English. Um, Ash and Co are walking down a corridor and see a door at the end. Missy really wants to get out now because she's now scared of doors for some reason. But Ash says they have to go in. This door is going to have a ghost. I, I, I can see it coming. Maybe. <laughs> Brock says the ghost Pokemon to come out as they only want to say hello. Ash says he wants to catch them. <laughs> so, okay, Missy going, you can't, like, don't say that or else they won't come out. Missy has clearly gone on, like, a paranormal, like, night yeah. out. Yeah. And she, like, she's done those, uh, ghost like, trunks. most haunted yes. with David Akraza. Uh, Derek Akraza, yeah. Derek yeah. And yeah. it's like, she, she's been there going, oh no, have you ever watched that show? It's fucking hilarious. Oh, it's god awful. It's god awful, but it's brilliant. It's like one of the, it's like real fucking like trash TV, but at the same time, like when shit does kick off, obviously it's fake, but they they, they do put some money into it, like, yeah. you know. Oh they do, like I mean like um there's a great example of it, like and like this kind of exposed the show straight away, but it was very much suppressed. <laughs> yeah. But um they did like when they do the kind of the live things, there was the that medium there the core. Funny it was a footballer before it was a medium, yeah. would you believe? Yeah. Weird one. Um, and he's uh, obviously in this, he has a kind of like really thick scouse accent you know um, sounds like, you know, it always to me sounds like a bit like Lee Savage it always threw me off him in a sense but he says he just keeps saying the phrase Mary loves dick Mary loves dick because they're in a the theatre right and they were talking about two girls Mary loves dick Mary loves dick and obviously they cut off at that point they have to relocate to the next part of the theatre which is an opportunity for them to cut and laugh at the phrase Mary loves dick so somebody had got like a uh, like had obtained the the B roll of them laughing at like oh that was so funny Mary loves Dick Mary loves Dick and like, and like yeah so you're either fucking with the paranormal and ghosts or this is just all a rib to you and yeah it's clearly just all a rib <laughs> it's funny because funny enough when they when they were getting ratings and they were getting like more viewers mm. things were getting more spookier yeah. and more ghosts were appearing it's funny how that works on TV isn't it yeah funny but um. But yeah, but like, like he would absolutely shit himself if he went into that ghost tower with Gengar and Hunter and Ghastly because they, you know, he'd get possessed by one of them and just he would just keep saying Gengar, and everyone's going like, "What the fuck?" Gengar does dick. Good, yeah. Um, he's dead now, by the way. Actually, would you believe? Oh, he's a ghost himself. Yeah. Oh. He's a Gengar now. Gengar. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't warn anyone. But anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, as I said, like they're they're obviously in this kind. Of, they end up, end up in this kind of big dining room, basically, um, and they, the lights go on as they're talking about it. And uh, Brock thinks it looks like a restaurant, but he thinks it's more like a reception, like a dinner reception, because the dinner, like the table's laid out. So this is the second episode in a row where they're yeah. being served foods, and um, but it's a trap. Like Not they're suspicious. They're literally using people's their hunger against them here, which I think is a bit harsh. And they notice something's hanging from the ceiling. It's kind of like a kind of, like one of the kind of pinata type uh, things. Yeah. Uh, it has a cord and a note saying pull this. So um, again, proof that perhaps these Pokemon were human beforehand because he they can no English. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, and um, Ash says why not? And when he does so, confetti and a banner saying welcome pops out. Um, as they wonder who is welcoming them, the cutlery on the table starts rattling and lifting into the air. So we got some real shit poltergeist happening here, lads. And they start uh, screaming as objects are thrown at them. Brock gets hit by a chair, but Pikachu and Charmander are sliding on plates, which is a great visual. 
and maybe they were dinner I don't know <laughs> Misty and Ash run out and Brock Charmander and Pikachu jump to safety and out of the room so when everything does settle down again everything's back the tables like, are like tied up and mm-hmm. like back to where it was and the ghosts find this hilarious as they appear outside the room and uh, that's the uh, that's the first half of the show. So um, very funny so far. I have to say, it, 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 it's a tour de force. Oh, it, yeah. it really is a tour de force, lads. You can't say fair than that. But um, but yeah, that is the first half. And uh, as we know, uh, when we go to an ad break on the show, we have. Who's that Pokemon? So this is your turn, James. Is, and yeah. uh, and Burbot took the uh, points last round, although there weren't many to go around. Yep. It's so, something. It's, it's, it's something. something. <laughs> it's, a, it's not an embarrassing score. It's coming home. It's not coming home. So, we can prove now it's not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> so where we are at the minute, I'm on 31. Yes. Jonathan's on 29. Indeed. And Burkbot's on 22. Yep. Yes. So you're, you're there. You're third place. All I need is five now. And... Maybe in three weeks' time. In a few weeks' it. time, I might get more. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who's uh, giving the next round after this. Yeah. I, I love the level of confidence here in the room. It's great. Yeah. But, um, but James, this is your turn now, so it's up to my turn now. So I'm going to give you a Pokedex entry. Yep. Okay. Um, so get ready for this. Mm-hmm. I should definitely have had this open already. That would have been nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, like us, would you like us to play the Dead Air song while we're waiting, or are you, are you, are you okay? Do we keep okay, it so this is from Fire Red. Ooh, okay. A bewitching aroma wafts from its flower. The fragrance calms all those engaged in battle. Okay. I'll go with Burkbot first since she's the one points. Okay, I'm gonna say... Uh, I feel like I'm double guessing myself here, but my initial instinct is Vileplume, so I'm gonna go with that. Neither of those is correct. What? Mm-hmm. I thought it was, yeah. Okay. Okay. Next one is. It's known. Was you see, the reason I said Vileplume was I know his, his de- their next entry was about the flower as well, it was more pungent, so that's what should be off. So, my second guess was going to be Venusaur. It's Venusaur. You are so close with yeah. Ivysaur. But the reason was the reason it wasn't Ivysaur because the flower didn't bloom at that point, it was still the bulb, it was still kind of like spreading out. Do you know what? I was thinking of Venusaur and said Ivysaur. Oh <laughs> dear, oh no. I thought I had said be the sword. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate my life. Bum 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 Fuck's sake. Oh. So oh. obvious. So that is that is like the who's that Pokemon equivalent of missing from three yards. You do get that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 
Open goal. Open goal. You had it. You had it there. And do you know what? In off the post, Italy win. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. Anyway, um, so yeah, that means I'm back in the lead by two. Which means that the next round is between me and you. Two of us. Yeah. Me guessing first. Yes. Oh, spicy. Spicy stuff, lads. <laughs> make, it good, make it a good one, right? <laughs> That's all you have to do is make it good. You can be good at this, right? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, angry okay. now. Angry now, good. <laughs> so, okay, so we'll finish this. We'll finish the episode, yeah. So everyone's gone outside to catch their breaths. Misty insists she's not going back inside and neither will Brock. Ash uh, says he must catch a ghost Pokemon and they yep. need to go inside to do that because clearly ghosts do not go outside. Mm-hmm. They're too scared of the wind themselves. Absolutely. Clearly, that's clearly how it no, works. No, they're bound to... They're bound to the house. So they, all, so, you're, so they all died in this building. Yeah. And they all had to stay here. Yeah. I fancied to see... Oh, well, they fell out the floor. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Okay, now yeah, that, that checks out. Um, that's so, where their body is. That's where their... <laughs> that's it, yeah. They all died watching TV. They all, they all both got poisoned by their fucking, like, snacks or something. They both... Hunter and Gengar both realised they had a nut allergy. And it just <laughs> happened to have nuts. What a shame. Uh, anyway, so... He looks to his Pokemon for approval, and uh, but neither obliged. Charmander sits fire at uh, them, so everyone. So like, Charmander's just like sh- Charmander. This is so unlike him. Yeah, because he was like the, He was the helpful guy, and yeah. I was just like, no, I'm I'm kicking off now. I'm going through my rebellious phase. This, 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 no, this is where the slap. Like it's purely because they are having a slapstick episode. Yes, it's like okay, what's funniest? Do we want to shock? Do we want to drown him? Do we want to <laughs> slap by a vine? Slap with vines. <laughs> Nah, let's burn it. Let's let's set him on fire. That's that, that's hilarious. And um, so Ash calls Ash calls his Pokemon cowards, telling him that how, how are you going to beat Sabrina if you don't go back in there? Um, and I just asked the question: Do you want to be losers again? Because if I'm not mistaken, is this the first? This is the second time that Ash has been actually defeated in the show because he did lose to Sandro initially. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, he lost to Brock in the first gym battle yes Brock was a one yeah so there were what three losses three uh, he actual lost, he losses he lost Manipod, the Manipod fight I, I think we can call that a draw James I think we we, all, we lost <laughs> that was a draw we lost time yes that was that, that was like watching the worst nil all fucking game <laughs> that went on for like three hours nil all but yeah um, uh, yeah so exactly so, the, the, so when he says that then Pikachu gets kind of weird like Nam flashback to the battle with Sabrina um, and uh, yeah it, it doesn't go well for them so both Pokemon are feeling sorry for themselves and Ash says if they beat the psychic type they need to overcome their fear so that's again reoccurring the pep talk from earlier on uh, both Pokemon then actually that works on them and they all start walking towards the tower and uh, Ash clearly check, quickly checks if Misty and Brock are coming in so he's like on the side of the screen and they'll, uh, they'll wait for Ash's side and disappointed faces and move on to the next scene so uh, kind of like what you were saying in the last episode we do eventually we are getting Ash like doing this on his own Misty and Brock yeah. is going yeah fuck this I'm not, I'm not bothering this is what I'm saying if it was the case that you know Brock is not a doll yes then there's a reason for them to have to get a ghost to come back precisely yeah there's no stake in Ash he could have done this at any time he could have yeah. back when he had actually evolved some of his Pokemon yeah so, I, I get what you're saying yeah when he came back when he was actually stronger yeah yes but obviously didn't. It, yeah, th- that's where if they were going to do, like if I was writing a show, yes, what I'm getting at. So we'll let you write the next episode. I think is what we're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. So for some reason, everyone's a Republican. How does that work? It makes no sense. <laughs> what? There are no orange Pokemon left. <laughs> oh, when he gets to the orange they're, they're island, all, they're all ghost We're, we're going to replace him for when we get to the orange islands because we're just going to. He's not going to fucking stop. Green islands. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not going to end well, isn't it? Um, so, uh, we, so he walks back in, says they're back, he'd like to say hello, saying the ghosts should introduce themselves. And he thinks he's seen something, gets the Pokedex out. Uh, so, that explains, so the Pokedex explains that all ghosts appear as gas, as a vapour. Which would make sense because there's only three of them and they're gas type uh, yeah. Pokemon in a sense. So the true natures are shrouded in mystery. So we don't know where they came from, but we just know that they, they exist. Uh, Ashton interprets this as solving the mystery. Uh, I'm not sure how he got that from there. But you see, you're, they're shrouded in mystery. Oh, there's a mystery. I know of mysteries. I can solve that with my brain. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. So the voices could then coming down from downstairs. They sound like Team Rocket arguing. Uh, but obviously Ash doesn't pick up on that. So they're, they, he goes, oh, the ghosts are down there. I'm going to get them. So Ash tells Pikachu to use an electric type attack. Pikachu zaps Team Rocket as a group. Then Charmander uses a fire type attack um, and torches all of them as well. So Ash says it's working and then throws a Pokeball. And all it does is just hit Jessie square in the face. Yeah. So her pretty, pretty face has now been smacked with a massive fucking ball. So that's going to go down well in the Jessie household. And Jessie's upset about her face again, looks up and sees Ash wondering if he's caught a Pokemon. So again, again with the weird kind of the, 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 the brightness here is the case like she, Ash can't see in the dark, but the dark can see in yeah. Ash, so yeah, it's weird. But um, Jessie then keeps getting annoyed, promises that Ash is going to pay for what he's done. So there's a bit of a visual gag here where um, there's a fire in Jessie's eyes, like she's actually a contemptuous rage. Yeah. And James notices this himself, but then the F goes, oh yeah, her hair's on fire as well. And so it is. She didn't put the put the fucking fire out. So she runs around the place, and from Ash's point of view, it is like a an ember going around. Yeah, yeah. running around the place. So he thinks that's the ghost then as well. Uh, and then Jesse's fire eventually goes out. Her hair is ruined. She collapses, and Ash goes, "Oh, it, it, the fire's gone. I'll get the ghost next time." So again, just completely like not knowing. Like you, you've already oh, met he, the gas. He's a dick here. He's a dick, but he also doesn't realize. Oh shit! I've been told they look like a gas. So therefore, you know, they'll look like a fire instead. Oh, did I just meet a, a ghost like three weeks ago? No, can't remember, never no, mind. You know, no, doesn't matter. Happen. Yeah, didn't happen. So anyway, um, as he says that, a haunter appears behind him and Pikachu is first to notice. Ash then turns around, but the haunter is gone. Ash then thinks Pikachu is seeing things. He turns around and meets Haunter face to face. Yep. Haunter then pulls a scary face and Ash runs away to Haunter's amusement. Ash asks if this is a ghost Pokemon. Pokemon Pokedex says, no shit, it's a Haunter. Um, and says, no further information. So, I don't know if this is a, if you guys picked up on this or not, but like, the ghosts in this poke, in this, uh, in this uh, episode are kind of treated like the three separate ghosts. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. As opposed to be, them being evolved forms. And I kind of know that even from the design, like there's not a natural progression. Yeah. From like, gas ball to like, Ghost with hands and then a figure of a, a shadow essentially. I it loses its gaseous disagree. Like, state. I'd say like it's coming from uh other world and like you're getting it coming through that void. It's more visible. Mm. So it's the start of the face coming through, then the body starting the hands, to crawl yeah. through, then it is fully true, and then the mega form is Hey, I'm actually fully here now. Yeah, I, do you know what I can I can I can I see can, your, your do, side do of the you argument. Know, like the, the the old photographs where ghosts are meant to be in and you have the kind of different stages of the ghost photograph so it's like yeah yeah you have the the, the weird face in the drawer the a hand a creepy hand yeah so i actually i like james's idea there mm. i hadn't thought of it myself really yeah like if you take a look at the the first the first games pictures sprites of yes like you could say that ghastly is just it's starting coming the through the void nearly Mm. In, in, according to that photo. they keep the, they certainly keep the same face 
is the thing and then yeah. as you said the body becomes more apparent and when it's the Gengar then it's like the actual shadow is arrived in a sense yeah, yeah I, can see, I can see your point yeah but I think at least from the purpose of writing it writing this episode they kind of treat it as if they're three separate ghosts yeah like Cassidy forms. is a ghost is of something Hunter is a ghost of another of person something else yeah. Um, yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking as opposed to it being an actual family of ghosts if you like yeah or maybe they were a family and this is all just being more fucked up than I just thought it was or maybe Gengar is just Confable's shadow well, we will get to that in the Pokedex yeah. here, won't we? We will get to that. So, um, again, so the, the um, uh, Ash tells Charmander to attack it, but it's disappeared again. Hanto reappears over Ash's shoulder. There's a lot of like kind of chick, uh, cat and mouse stuff here. Yeah. Taps him on the shoulder. Ash thinks it's Pikachu. Tells him to stop bothering him. Uh, Ash, uh, Ash happens to him again, basically. Hanto keeps doing it until Ash grabs his hand, realizes it's Hanto, and runs away. Uh, I'm not sure how you would have felt it was a haunter, just like a kind of a ghost hand, but yeah. maybe, that's, maybe that's a lavender term reference there. Like yeah. it was, it's actually haunter's hand on your shoulder. Uh, Ash says he's not scared; he's just a bit surprised. Yeah. Which is like very ten-year-old yeah. like boy talk. I'm not scared. I'm just, I'm just yeah. pissed myself. It's okay. Shut up. Um, tells Charmander that he's uh, he's up next. Ash then tells Charmander to use its leer attack. Um, not sure how that's going to help matters, but here we go. Uh, then Hunter actually does the same thing. So after a while, then Charmander pulls a funny face himself. Again, this actually doesn't make sense for Charmander, in a sense. It just is a means of saying, of showing, oh, the the Hunter likes like jokes. It's yeah. fun. It likes to be funny. And that's literally the, the, the reason that it does this. So it makes Hunter laugh. Charmander turns around, which distracts him into getting linked by Hunter. Which is a very... It's one of those... Uh, we get a few of these scenes. This is a scene from the opening... Uh, Titles of Pokemon, yeah. so knit that in your card, folks. You take that one off, um, and this obviously paralyzes Charmander, and Ash returns to him. So uh, Hunter mocks him with another goofy face. Ash maintains he's not scared of him. No, definitely not. I'm a brave boy. As he says that, Gengar raises raises through the floorboards in like a proper here is a ghost surprise, mm-hmm. um, and then Ash can't believe there's more of them as Gengar swats him with paper fan, which um, in fairness is probably more of a ghost type move than he gets in the game. So yeah. Like, on the game, he has nightshade. Yeah, nightshade yeah. and lick. Is that meant to be a shade? A lampshade? And they've just misdrawn it <laughs> as a fan. Yeah, that could be it. Like, it's like, is it? He used the, he used the attack nightshade. What the fuck is that? Just just use a paper fan. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. People will get a humour. You, know, you can create shade with that. Like, make it look like nighttime and the moon. Sure, why not? I'm, I'm, I'm open to anything. Um, so, Haunted and applause as, applauds as the two laugh. Uh, Ash uses his Pokedex and says, It's Gengar! I don't know! Stop asking me! <laughs> now, here's the thing. Gengar is known because in the very first scene, mm. it's Nidorino against, against Gengar. Gengar, yeah. So, so it's known. We there, know there's a ghost-type trainer in the Elite Four and yeah. you don't know what ghosts are. There's yeah. three of them. It's not okay, that hard. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. But... Professor Oak wants Ash to fill the Pokedex. So yeah. it's going to be incomplete anyway. Mm. So but it tells him, like, hey, dumb shit. You know, Pidgeys are grand for first-time trainers. It's telling Ash things he doesn't know. So it's not like the Dex but, is only telling things Ash, uh, like explaining things on Ash's level. But that would have been stuff that, like, Oak would have already pre-programmed into the Pokedex. Yeah. He, Professor Oak mightn't have gotten to meet a Gengar before, like, oh, well, Ash is never going to make it to Lavender Town. Like, sure, he's going to, you know... He's going to die in a ravine somewhere, yeah. 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 
He'll become a ghost himself before he meets a ghost Pokemon. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Uh, <laughs> no. Along the way, good morning. <laughs> also, hello, psyche type. When did you jump in? Um, as a picture, do look on and sees Gengar bonk Haunter in the head and both are laughing at it. So again, slapstick has been the theme of the episode. Mm-hmm. Ash doesn't get it. Calls them both weird. And then both of them just go, <gasps> mild shock. <laughs> Gengar throws the fan away and start, and both start doing kind of like like stretching yeah. like they stretch themselves up and down. It's a funny visual in fairness. Yeah, Ash, Ash asks if they're trying to be funny because the routine doesn't work on them. And like Pikachu's got the arms swelled and going, no, nope, not funny. <laughs> Clearly Ash and Pikachu are more of a yes minister kind yeah. of like cerebral political humour types. You <laughs> no, know? they're fans of like... Uh, Satire. Like. Yeah. They're, uh, they, they, they love Have I Got News For You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're straight up. They're all over it, yeah. <laughs> in the news this week... Sabrina finds three more people in the dollhouse. Cuts the dollhouse. <laughs> laugh, 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 Love it. Um, so, uh, both uh, ghosts were caught in shock and flop to the ground. <laughs> and then, like, they, they, it's, it's, they do a shining scene where they both die and the snow yeah. starts, like, building over them. It's like, oh, that's an odd reference to throw in here, but fuck it. It's just as a children's show. Children need to learn about Jack Nicholson as quick as they can, James. It's it's just the way it works. If you're gonna if you're gonna watch movies, you have to get there straight away. That's just how it works. And yeah. um, he says that not knowing that he watched The Shining when he was ten. And um, Ash quips that their comedy leaves him cold and uh, calls him pretty sad. It's like, hang on, you were like literally the one eighty here was like you were terrified of everything. You didn't want to go into the house, and then you realized that the ghosts were just fucking idiots. Yeah. And went like, oh, you're oh, guys, you Peter, because you're pretty sad. It's like. Dude, like Ash is trying to neg them into joining his team. Well, he's doing a smashing fucking job of it by criticizing their art. That's the plan. Ridiculous. Like these ghosts could have been the greatest improv comedians of our time, <laughs> and you wouldn't have known because now they're ghosts. It's sad, really. And um, but anyway, both of them start sinking through the floorboards. Ash tries to grab them, um, but smashes into the floor before he could. And as he does this, a chandelier overhead starts rattling. Falls to the ground and crushes both Ash and Pikachu. And That's serious, folks. And finally, after all this, after being swept in a tsunami, after being hit by several different types of Pokemon, after being crushed, after being caught in a shipwreck, finally, Ash and Pikachu actually die. Because Pikachu tries to zap to try and get it off. It doesn't happen. It just switches his light back on. That's on. <laughs> which obviously makes the three uh, ghosts chuckle. And they start applauding how funny it is. And then they realise, oh shit, they're not moving. And Gengar goes, oh, is that, is that bad? Did we, did we kill them? That's great. And Hunter goes, oh, we did kill them, but wait, check this shit out. So <laughs> he grabs both Ash, uh, Ash and Pikachu, grabs their souls. So yeah. they're, they're, they're transl- translucent versions of, the, of Ash and Pikachu. So they haven't changed shape into a Ghastly or a Hunter or a Gengar. They're just shaded so out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a, it's kind of a pity, because it would have been funny to just like see their kind of top half and the kind of Casper-like fucking Esper at the bottom. But yeah, just wasted opportunity, didn't they? Um, so the line, so Hunter lines stack them up in midair, and they both wake up to see that they're floating above their corpses. And Ash goes, "Um, what? What's happened here?" And Hunter then obviously starts explaining with his hands that they're all ghosts. And Ash says he doesn't want to be a ghost yet. And Hunter goes, "Yeah, are you sure? Watch this." Oh well. <laughs> oh well, that's nice. That's cute. No one really wants to be a ghost yet. Um, they float higher up the tower. Ash insists that he doesn't want to go. So. What happens then, all five of them appear in the night sky above uh, above the tower, and indeed in Lavender Town. And uh, they float over what... I, actually, this is weird. They float over and they look at the city, and 
I think this is a fuck up because they show Saffron City. That's what I was thinking. Not Lavender Town. Yeah. Lavender Town does not have city skylights and like light pollution. It's Saffron City they're showing. Yeah. So they've got the wrong vista for this episode. I mean, Lavender Town could just be a suburb off of. It's a very dead suburb, though. In fairness, like it's it's not like uh, it's not somewhere you'd go to for your fucking to live, like unless you are just weird, like you know. But um, yeah, it's a weird one. So he's quite impressed at the view, and uh, I, I mean, it, did, it took Ash it, like from end of an episode to start the next episode to get there. Yeah. So I do think Lavender Town is supposed to be right next to like an actual satellite of yeah. yeah. You could be right there. You could be right, but yeah, uh, I suppose on the map as well, it does kind of make sense. It's a bit of distance, but not much. Uh, but it, no it's definitely meant to be Lavender Town because he sees like Misty and Brock down at the tower and so yeah uh, Ash then thinks he can have some fun now now that he's dead and uh, Misty speculates that Ash has been there too long and maybe they should go in to see if he's okay as Brock agrees to that suggestion Ash appears kind of upside down yeah uh, and like just kind of looking at her Ash then says in a ghostly voice that Misty's really worried about him uh, Misty turns around sees nothing but was fairly sure she heard a voice so mm-hmm. Like the ghost, ghostiness isn't like uh, very uh, close to the bone. Is it? Yeah. So he's he's kind of distant. He's far away. He's distant. Yeah, like he, that kind of thing of like um, that the site or what are they called? Like Derek apparitions. Uh, yeah, 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 the yeah, medium yeah. Ship, mediumship. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get what you mean. Um, so Misty turns. Uh, Ash then says it's time to come for a ride. So she gra- he gra- he grabs Misty and lifts her into the air. So again, she can barely hear her, barely can't see anything, but can get grabbed. So yeah, yeah very internal um, rules here for this. So she um, gets lifted into the air. She's flailing and Ash starts laughing it off, screams that the ghost has got her. And Ash says that the ride's over and tells Brock to catch her, which he does just about. <laughs> He's like, well, thanks for you, Ash, for Jesus. making that happen. And yeah, really, if you turn to a ghost, you're just an asshole, apparently. Um, Missy then recognises the voice and, rec- and uh, reckons something terrible has happened to Ash. Both of them run into the tower as both Ash and Pikachu start soaring through the air with the three ghosts in tow watching along. Again, another uh, shot from the uh, from the opening cut. But if I'm not mistaken, they didn't have they haven't kind of coloured in in the opening titles rather than greyed out. Yeah. So it was a bit of a bit of a trick there to pull, pull on us. And but he hasn't learned to fly. He's just dead. He's just an idiot. Yeah, he's dreaming all this. <laughs> this is part of the it didn't happen in the war. It, it never happened warrants. And mm. um, so then they fly through city, forest, all sort of stuff. Hunter then overtakes them and uh, cuts across them. Hunter looks like he's about to eat them, but Ash and Pikachu pass through. And uh, Ash knows, oh, you fooled me, and they all have a big laugh about it. So uh, afterwards, then they go back into the tower and. Uh, Ash is brought into this kind of playroom, this kind of giant playroom that's just here for some reason. I'm not sure why it's here to begin with, but that adds a probably adds a lot to their potential backstory. Yeah, like why are they so goofy and clownish? Like, are they mm. actually kids? Could be. Could yeah. well be. Could very well be. Yeah. They died in a room that happened to have like Laurel and Hardy playing on the TV and they didn't have the power to change the channel and then <laughs> therefore just like they, they think they don't know they're being funny they just think they're not communicating <laughs> that's, that's all they know like in fairness yeah that, like, that, like, that's not outside the realms of possibility you know like they had they had to be alive before they were ghosts so it could be anything mm-hmm. that right um, and as we kind of established from other Dex entries humans like dead humans could be Pokemon because there's a few others are like, like mischievous yeah. and uh, a few others are like that in a sense, where it could be like a humanoid that is now a ghost. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, obviously they, she's, he's brought into the uh, playroom. There's a carousel, slide, a little kind of like ducky, like a little paddling pool, all this sort of stuff. 
Uh, Ponder points at the carousel, Gengar's bouncing on the ball, Gassi's swinging. So they're all, obviously, they're, they're playful little spirits, essentially. The real kind of, they've kind of gone from the, the Casper friendly goals to gimmick here. Yeah. Um, Ash then speculates, obviously, they just wanted someone to play with. And they all have an agreement. Ash realised that's what it was all about, rather than actually scaring people, because, I mean, why would you be scared of ghosts, people? Come on. Perfect. They're just funny, goofy kids. They're just gimmick. They're just wacky people. Um, Pikachu's now on the swing. Gasly is having a lovely time doing it. Uh, Ashdown understands why they have been lonely for such a long time but Middley says he can't stay in play he's got plenty of adventures still to do and opponents <laughs> to compete against a dollhouse guys <laughs> I mean I'm not a girl I can't do that it's rules against it <laughs> uh, and of course fulfill his dream of being a Pokemon master he says he has to go um, he has to go much to the disappointment of the three ghosts he says he'll miss them all as all of them really dramatically weep so it's like yeah. oh, the real cartoonish cry I mean they could just turn around and be like yeah you no. You're, you're dead. <laughs> they couldn't just go. You don't get a choice in yeah. this. A chandelier fell on your head, you numbskull. <laughs> they could just go, ha, 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 no. <laughs> they, like, they could have that power. Like, ha, no, no. Like, what if they, if they had thought of the move being luck, Ash's fault. He couldn't escape. Um, so back at the chandelier, Misty and Brock have dragged Ash and Pikachu's corpses away from the crime scene and are now trying to wake him up. Um, again, perhaps the wounds of being crushed might have given the game away, but they look fair. They look fine. Perhaps they were just knocked out. Uh, and somehow their souls were ripped from their bodies. Because, again, that can happen. The five ghosts arrive at the scene. Ash, and Missy, Ash sees Missy pleading for him to wake up. And Ash says it's time to go back. He land back in the bodies and wake up. Uh, Ash says sorry, says, sorry for the worry. It's glad to be back. And Missy uh, is trying... Sorry for dropping you from a height. Oh, you, you have to be there. It was uh, so funny. You have to be there. Yeah. It was so funny. I'll explain later. It's, it's grand. Uh, Miss, I love as well that Missy is trying to show she didn't care. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> Definitely not Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, Ashton. <laughs> that's all, like, that's it. Um, Ashton looks up to the roof where the three ghosts are laughing away. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're all having a great time. Dawn breaks then as everyone walks away from the tower. Missy's reminding Ash about catching a ghost Pokemon. Ash says, nah, it's impossible to catch them because obviously they're ghosts. He didn't even try. Didn't even try. Um, Maybe well, when he tried, he died. Yeah, so, that's true. He doesn't want to die again. Yeah. Because then he could actually be stuck in the playroom. And Brock then asks how he'll beat a psychic Pokemon, to which Ash says he may have to use his sense of humour. A bit of a warning for next episode, yeah, by the way. Yeah, emphasis on the shadow. And Pikachu then tells Misty and Brock to look behind him, which they do. Haunter's appeared and pulls a face that makes them run away. Ash and Haunter laughs and starts pulling more faces as the narrator suggests that Haunter had so much fun he decided to join Ash on his adventure and suggests that Ash may now stand a chance against Sabrina. But, of course, I hear you asking from beyond what happened to Team Rockets during all this? Well, back in the playroom we see Ghastly and Gengar watching as Team Rocket are spun in the carousel tied to the horses. So, they, were, they weren't allowed to leave. Uh, like, Ash and Peach were allowed to leave. Team Rockets... Still alive, by the way, are now tormented by three very tricky, tricky ghosts. And we never find out how they escaped this, so they're just we're just gonna assume they're there forever now as ghosts. Yes. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. I'd say the ghosts got bored of them and shoot them out. Yeah. I get the feeling that was it. It's just like, oh, these guys are no fun. Try them out. Uh, and they're all trying to plead to get off, but the ghosts are having too much fun. And uh, that's the end of the episode. Would you believe? So, <laughs> so now we're we are trying to go back to Sabrina now with our new Honda friend, who is absolutely going to win the battle for us and take us on our on our word for that. Hey, like, 
Do, does he count as a cat Pokemon though? He does cat. He does count. Like, yeah, I there's no Pokeball. I but right, okay. But he got rid of Butterfree, so he only has the five Pokemon yeah. with him at the time. So mm. there is room for him, but we never see him in the Pokeball. I think the internal logic was that you can't physically put a, a ghost in the Pokeball. It just goes comes goes with you. It's it's there. It'll disappear. It'll reappear, and so forth. And that's the it, I think the internal logic of this episode. Whereas, like I'm sure, like later on, the Gengar will just appear in a Pokeball, you know, kind of way. Yeah. But for the, the purpose of this episode, Haunter is part of Ash's team, so I, I I would count it as a captured one. But obviously, with, with Butterfree, it's gone quickly thereafter. So. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking. So. Anyway, speaking of, let's jump into the Pokedex. So, obviously, we have two new entries uh, this uh, week, and we will jump straight in with Haunter. So, uh, again, a fun fact for you all, um, the, in the beta, Haunter's name was Spectre. Okay, yeah. Which I makes sense, yeah. That, yeah. So, um, so, obviously, uh, it's... Uh, in fact, if you remember, the, did you get the uh, Trainer Survival Guides? Uh, in uh, it's like a it's like a book basically to show you how to play Pokemon Red and Blue. No, oh, I didn't know that. It sounds familiar. Yeah, so funny enough, um, they didn't change the book at, at certain points. Um, it's a very it's a very uh, old book because he did. Um, they had the tra the Trainer Survival Guy was out first for Pocket Monsters, if you know what I mean, for Red and Blue, for Red and Green, I should say. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they replaced it with the actual like American Western version of it, which was had Red and Blue instead. Right. But in it's the still called Spectre. In, in, in the translated version, it's still called Spectre. Yeah. Huh. So they forgot to change it. I think that happens for a few of the Pokemon as well. But yeah, in that one it was it was they forgot to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's basically um, it goes without saying. It's obviously meant to be kind of a ghost of some kind. They uh, they reckon some in some part that Gengar and Haunter have a bit of inspiration from the Cheshire Cat because of the smile. Yeah. Oh yeah, and so, they, yeah, they could appear smile first if they had animated that yeah mm, yeah exactly and they have the long tongues and so forth so they obviously are based off Japanese like yokai and so forth but here's, here's a fun fact right have you wondered why lick is a ghost type move in Pokemon um no explain it to me okay so they think the, the obviously the vamp the, it's supposed to be a vampiric licking right okay, okay. so the reason that is yeah, it, that makes no sense it, it does if you know about the dealer Adila is a Philippine spirit that supposedly licked the life energy of sick people until they died. Okay. So supposedly, what they, what they reckon is since they are a ghost-type Pokemon, they used gave them the move Lick as a ghost-like move mm -hmm. because they're all meant to be Japanese yokai and ghosts and ghouls and stealing souls from the dead and from the sick and so forth. And they use the inspiration supposedly from the Adila, which is a Philippine spirit. And the backstory then is that they licked people until they died, essentially. Fair they lick the life force out of them essentially uh, and yeah it's it's just essentially that like and um, again it's it's supposedly it's a bit of a, I, I think it's a bit of a stretch myself but it would make sense why lick in particular is a ghost type move when it doesn't need to be you know good yeah you? like anyone can lick but for some reason it's a ghost type no lick them yeah 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 they didn't learn lick in gen one because it's a ghost type move and ghosts and normal don't meet yeah which is so bizarre uh, but yeah, that's that's supposedly the reasoning. Whether it's true or not, I think is, is down to interpretation. But uh, but there you go. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's as simple as that. And um, Gengar, on the other hand, now so um, Gengar is perhaps one of the more um, is one of the funner uh, Pokemon. It has to be said mm -hmm. competitively. And um, in terms of trivia, fun fact: Ken Sugimori, this is his favorite Pokemon. 
Uh, he's the one of the lead designers of Pokemon. Yeah, so thank he, you for explaining that. Yes. <laughs> so this is his favorite. Out of all the 1,000 Pokemon that are there now, Gengar yeah. is his best boy. He loves them the most. Uh, and as you kind of gave away um, earlier on, James, a little bit of a potential, um, I suppose you can call it a, a Pokemon Urban Legend about Gengar. Yeah, so it's called the Shadow Pokemon. Yes. And its body, if you were to match it up against a Clefable, mm. they do match. They so do the match, spikes yeah. on Gengar would match like the horns and the wings on, Clef- on, on Clefable, yes. I think as well from right there, same height as well. Same height. Or similar height. Similar height, and obviously the weight is different because Gengar is going to be lighter. Yeah. But the height is, is similar, if not uh, the same. But um, yeah, and it's it, it's it's kind of the... Um, obviously, it's it's meant to be from the uh, the the, uh, the the fact that it's a... The, it's, from the, it's, it's one of the original monsters. Yeah. The capsule monsters. So... And that's why there's like there's a lot of like horned Pokemon because you had like the Rhyhorn Rhydon, the Nidorinos were all based off the they're all taken straight from that, and hence why Gengar and Clefable are look exactly like each other mm-hmm. because the idea was that Clefable is a Pokemon in its own right, but then Gengar is its shadow, is supposed to the kind of logic, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. But that also means we can reinterpret it as if oh uh, Gengar is a dead fucking ch- ch- Clefable, yep. <laughs> you know, which is which is possible. We don't know. Um. So, uh, in terms of his origin, obviously, I think a lot of inspiration comes from the uh, Cheshire Cats um, from uh, Alice in Wonderland. You can kind of, you can definitely see it more in Gengar, I think, the Cheshire yeah. Cats, oh, um, yeah. that kind of cheekiness to it, um, and ghastly as well. But most of that line, in fairness, have the the smile, the grin, yeah. the, the the very kind of cheesy grin. So yeah, I, I think it works that way. Uh, and obviously, we have the kind of the backstory about potentially it being a dead fable. Yeah. Now, you probably wonder where the name comes from, Gengar, because obviously you've had Ghastly and Haunter, they're all like very close to the name. But Gengar is supposedly, at least going by the Japanese name, uh, short for Doppelganger. Which was then Doppelganger of the Clefable. Yes. Exactly. Because okay. like, it's a double of a person, so it's, uh, again, for someone who's pretend... The actual backstory of, of Gengar, it, it pretends to be people's shadows. Yeah. That's the whole idea. So hence why, if it's meant to be like an, uh, a, a phantom of that type, hence why it was called Doppelganger, Doppelganger. Yeah. So that's how it goes there. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, funny enough, then, it's also a, it's a similarity to uh, the Danish word Genganger, which is a type of ghosts in Scandinavian folklore. Okay. So yeah, that, again, that is coincidence now in fairness, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's funny how it works. And obviously in Jap- Japanese, the actual name is just called Gangar, so it's taken literally from the word itself. Yeah. Um, whereas in French it's called Ectoplasma for some reason, because the French obviously have, to have, have their own special words for some reason. But um, yeah, Gengar also gets a lot of love in, in later generations. Um, it gets a, a mega form, which uh, was, uh, if you're into your competitive play, is very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> you see it a lot. Its ability in the the Megaform's ability means that you can't swap out. Okay. So. Oh uh, yes. So you can't change. You can't yeah. change. Yeah. yeah. You're locked in. So you can put like uh, the move curse inflicts like one eighth damage or a quarter damage every turn. Uh yes. One, yes. One or the other. I think, I think it's it could be it could be that yeah. So you can trap <clears throat> something in. You can perish on, which means everything will die in three turns. They can't escape, but you but get you can. can. 
there's plenty of ways of being a deck. Yes. Right? You okay. have the Gengar. It's a very cruel mistress, it has to be said. Yeah. And then, in uh, obviously, with the Mega Forms then was uh, very powerful in its own right. And then, in the most recent game, Pokemon Sword and Shield, where they got rid of Mega Evolutions and kind of replaced the mechanic with the Gigantamax yeah. and, and Dynamax gimmick. Gengar gets a unique Gigantamax form, yeah. which is this kind of like, as you can't, it kind of looks like more like a, a ghost tent, is the way I kind of described it. It looks yeah. like a massive tent, like a, like a circus tent. Um, but in actuality, as we were kind of mentioning earlier on, it kind of looked more like a doorway to the tower that we have in this in this episode. Now again, I have no idea if they did base that off the fact that it, it looks like a door, yeah. or they went with this kind of the, the ghost kind of carnival and it's a happy aspect instead. I think it's a coincidence myself from just even kind of looking at where he would have based it from but it's up to your interpretation whichever you, f- you I feel I mean in either case like uh, the Mega Form and the Gigantamax Form yes. they're not entirely dissimilar no and that's it and obviously uh, I suppose it's painful to say in, in terms of the typing like Contour and, and Gengar follow Ghastly being a ghost poison Yeah. so when we were talking earlier on about the get the ghost types are not going to be that good against Arena because it's still a poison type Yeah. it's not going to be it's still going to be weak to, weak to psychics yeah. so um, yeah that's, you should have just, 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 just kept your bug you would have had a better shout but uh, who are we to argue with uh, the writers of a, of a 90s TV show right? yeah exactly especially yeah. ones that don't quite pay attention to the source material yeah. <laughs> so um, they really don't in fairness but, um, but yeah, that's us, lads. So that's the episode done. And uh, when we come back to the show, it's time to take on Sabrina again. Dun, dun, dun. With, uh, this is going to go badly. With our no- new ghost friend. So And her molly, dolly. You wee. Um, I wonder if we get that weird backstory we were promised with the framed picture and the man who could teleport and all this sort of gimmick. We'll only have to tune in to find out. Woo! So oh, wait. Yeah, yes, it's going to be exciting. So that'll be next week, lads. But for now, thank you very much for listening, as always. Uh, I'm sure you've, you've been listening to this on the Low Blows Network. If you have, please give them a follow. They do their weekly uh, wrestling recap. That is uh, top banter, as we can say, because I'm the only one to listen to it. These two aren't wrestling fans. Take my word for it. Um, and uh, they also have Ask Low Blows, which is even more banter, because they literally have no rules. It's up to, what, up to you what they have to talk about. So you can literally ask them anything, and they're obliged to answer. Um, it's a contract they have to sign. It's, it's oh. very complicated. Uh, and if you're watching this on the Nerdsverse channel in video form, thank you very much for supporting the channel. And uh, by all means, tune in for more of the same. But uh, until then, guys, uh, we'll see you for next time when the Psychic Showdown continues. Woo! Bye! Woo! Woo!